My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Claire Winter. Hello Claire, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. So, what are we drinking today? I contort myself to get my gin. I am drinking vodka and fever tree slimline tonic or whatever it's called. It's like the low sugar one. Oh yeah, lightly whatever it was. Yeah, yeah that one. Refreshingly light, yes. Yeah, I'm on the pink gin and full fat tonics. I'm not a slimline tonic girl. I can yeah. taste it. I don't mind the Phoebe yeah. tree one. I don't like the um, that yes. sartamine or whatever it is in the like Schweppes. Yeah, Schweppes one. Yeah, yeah. no, not for me. No. So Claire, what is your business called and what do you do? Uh, so um, my name's Claire Winter and I run a business called Making Words Come Alive. I'm the founder of a membership community called the Cracking Content Club. So I teach coaches and creative entrepreneurs and business owners how to um, create content that converts and also to pitch to the press because I've been a journalist for 20 years. Ooh, fascinating. So what, what type of journalism did you do? Um, I started my career at ITN, um, so worked in radio and television. Um, and then uh, fast forward a few years, um, I got pregnant with my first daughter, um, moved out of London and um, bought my own business, which was a magazine called Families, which covered Berkshire. And I was the editor and owner of that business for eight years. Wow, what made you stop doing that? Um, my kids got bigger, so it's for kids like age 0 to 12, and um, I've got a 17-year-old and 13-year-old twins, and it felt like the right time, like I had, you know, published 40 issues, something like that, you know, it was the right time. I love doing it, and I still write for them, actually. I write their national content. Um, there's 42 magazines ac um, across the country, so um, yeah, we reach about 9 million parents a year. So I still love doing that. And obviously we've had to pivot a bit with lockdown and do a digital issue. So that's been different as well. So yeah, it's been really good. I was going to say, um, largely magazines is kind of a dying trade anyway, so that they have moved on to a more digital format. Was that happening while you were doing it or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there, there's Families Online, which has got a big digital presence. And obviously we had our own social channels. Um, and you can also view the magazine via issue. So it's a digital form of the magazine. I mean, for me, I don't know about you, but I still love print. I love books and I love picking up magazines. I probably don't do it weekly, but I think there'll be always be room for specialist magazines. Because I think, you know, if you think about the ideal customer of um, the demographic is mums with young kids, they're going to be in play. Well, not at the moment, but hopefully back in um, play centres and leisure centres and outside ballet. And I think even though they like looking at stuff on their phones, if they can pick up a print magazine, I still think there's room for it. But I, I agree with you. It is obviously less print magazines around than there used to be. But I think the niche ones will continue. Yeah, I completely agree. As soon as you said that, I thought wedding magazines and stuff like that, things that you would never normally pick up unless you're in that situation. Mm. I think that's the first, first thing you go for is a wedding magazine as soon as you're planning your wedding. But yeah. I'm very much, I can't transfer my love of books into like a whatever they're called. 
Kindle. Kindle, yeah. yeah. I can't, I just can't do it. I need to feel a page, but oh, I'm not interesting. I'm not a corner folder. Those people must be shot at all times. <laughs> so <laughs> I use my I use my Kindle for ease because I'm usually got two books on the go, so like a non-fiction and a fiction because um, that's my kind of downtime. I like reading. Um, yeah it can't all be about work all the time so that's my downtime I like yeah I need to get back into that because yeah my life is just all about work well it was before lockdown now I just don't I don't think I have life I don't don't know who I am no crazy world so how has lockdown affected your business it's booming actually because obviously when you're online um and there's so many people that I've been sort of dragging kicking and screaming to do a digital offering or online courses or memberships and obviously as soon as lockdown happened they're all like help I need to get online so you know I've helped um, someone who did in-person cookery classes she set up a membership group and I was doing like weekly cook-alongs and teach you know how to make scones and bread out of um, the the mouldy flour in the back of the cupboard because you can buy any for love nor money so flatbreads if you didn't have yeast and all that kind of stuff and um, a Pilates teacher who was doing um, one-to-one clients and classes she's completely taught all her classes online Um, it's been amazing I think what some business owners have done during this period has been incredible oh it's been phenomenal absolutely phenomenal I think it's changed business forever yeah now because it's really like so many people who didn't think that you could do a certain thing online when they yeah. had to it's it's you know revolutionized people yeah i, I know mean, like, it, yeah. even ridiculous like um my um father-in-law he traveled the country to go to meetings and now what he had to do zoom i mean obviously he had to be like literally kicked and scream kicking and screaming into it all but now he's like why the hell did i drive to Glasgow for a meeting when I could have just pressed a button so yeah, yeah it's changed yeah, a lot of people's worlds definitely and I um my husband's um, an animator and he works in post-production and their whole business has worked brilliantly again they've been in high demand because you can't do re- you know real life filming so they're creating crowd scenes of football matches and all that kind of stuff um and the, their company have, uh, are convinced that working from home is going to be an option for the whole company um, and they will go in maybe two days a week into Soho in London and I just think that's brilliant what you know loads of them are going to save two hours a day in commuting I mean that's so there are some positives that have come out of it obviously not everyone's got digital businesses I, f- I really feel for the beauty industry I can't you know it's, yeah. it's been so hard for them and yeah you know, they're only just I'm not sure what the latest announcement was, but they weren't. A- 25th of July, I think it is for gyms. And then I'm pretty sure somebody said that nail salons can open for Monday, but I thought it was 25th of July. So maybe yeah, I've got that date but wrong. they've had to wait a lot longer than everyone else, haven't they? So I do feel yeah. for them. Yeah. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, one of my besties, she is a hairdresser and, you know, at first it was like, oh my God, like my whole life's just completely gone. And then she was like, oh my God, I'm loving this. And now she's just, every day I see her, she's just exhausted. Yeah. Every, I mean, although I, I say this on nearly every podcast, <laughs> I thought I was great. I am impressed. <laughs> well, I'm I've impressed. just had my, I've just, I've just had my hair done. So I'm feeling great. Yeah. My hairdresser comes to my house. So. 
Yeah. yeah, I even though I see my hair, my um, hairdresser Bessie um, nearly every day, I, I still can't get into her until like next week. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're like, please, I, I need my hairdresser. Well, neither of our schedules can make it work, and I was like, oh god. But if it had been grey, I think I'd have been cancelling a couple of people. But I'm quite happy that I can see that I'm not grey. Anyway, <laughs> tell me more about your tell me more about your business. How how do you provide your service? Was it already kind of on the Zoom kind of, or did you do face-to-face? How was it? Um, my first online course was in a Facebook group and I still manage. So I've got um, the membership, which is um, a recurring payment. So it's 27 quid a month. It's, the doors are open at the moment, actually. So they get um, a weekly Facebook Live with me and then we do monthly Zoom trainings on creating lead magnets and freebies and emails um sequences and all that kind of stuff and content and daily content for social media they also get reminders of key awareness days because people like to mention those their content and we bring in like um experts on things like instagram and pinterest and things that that aren't my areas of expertise Um, and we also throw in a bit of the pr stuff because for me really good content goes hand in hand with pr and if you're creating great content whether it be a podcast um a blog yeah um or a video on youtube or on your own channels um then when you pitch yourself to the press they can see that you're an expert at what you do and you know what you're talking about um so um that's kind of my unique take on content so i sort of do the, the bit of pitching to the press and podcasts and and the media as well as part of that community and then i run shorter courses for people maybe a bit um you know at the beginning of their journey i've got the cracking content boot camp which i ran over lockdown which was really successful we did five weeks of come on let's get your content so- content sorted and <laughs> post every day and really show up and be fearlessly visible which i think is really important when you're um, a small business owner if you've got a small team i've always been really lucky i've always um, when I ran Families Magazine, I had a big virtual team of probably about 10 people. And I've always had um, a VA to support me. Um, so I'm a massive fan of people that just do it all. And I have done it on my own. So I know what that feels like. But I also know what I'm good at. And I'm a massive fan of outsourcing when you can. Do what oh, you love. God, yeah. yeah. It's so... Want. Yeah, so I um, I always say another thing I always say on like, all of the podcasts is you know being your own boss is, is deciding which sixteen hours a day you're going to work. Yeah, and it, and it, and I and I I'm, you know I ran my own business for I mean I keep saying it's ten years but it can't be ten years now twelve thirteen years whatever it is. Yeah, and um and it's hard work because there are bits of it that you're there's bits of it that you hate and there's bits of it that you're rubbish at and when you get to the stage when you can outsource it just brings that joy back to it because obviously there's an element of your business that you love and brings you great joy but there's always going to be that element of it that you you know bloody hate because you know you're an accountant and your hr and your you know social media manager and yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that's was that was the brilliant thing about running a magazine actually they'd be like can i speak to sales i'd be like yes hello can I speak to accounts? Yes. Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's me. <laughs> and sometimes I would say to, you know, them and go, you, you do know that I, you know, this is my business. I do, I do the sales. I do the editorial. I, you know, and I did, um, you know, I got to the point where I had a sub editor 
I had a sales agent and they were all freelancers. And what I loved was that they, you know, they were all women and um, the majority of them were mums because that's obviously what we were all about. And um, I loved, you know, someone would have like a really high powered job, you know, head of sales for mother and baby or whatever in London. And then she's like, oh, can I work for you for four hours a week? I'm like, yep yes you're in you know and that's what's really nice isn't it because I think sometimes when you have small people you lose a bit of your sense of identity and you, you know you still want to work and you know when I bought families magazine I had one-year-old twins and a four-year-old I was a lunatic <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I did a, a podcast with a, a lady who does um toddler and baby um, sing-along groups and stuff like that um monkey music yeah and um she was talking about how you know and loads of the people that have you know done podcasts with but she was talking about how you know she decided when she was on maternity leave you know this has this was how she can change her mind change her life and i was sitting there going i've never had maternity leave before i don't even know what that feels like because <laughs> when you run your own business you're like yay baby's here hold on a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got yeah, to send on, that email yeah no, exactly yeah. yeah so i've never actually experienced that like you know maybe i've just had a had you know gave birth to my puppy so i think <laughs> you know maybe i should have a maternity leave although i kind of have a little bit in this lockdown yeah, yeah. i've worked full-time still but usually i work full-time and incredibly yeah. more and in the lockdown with being like the kids being here all the time and the husband here being here all the time and just got a new puppy and and you know mm. homeschooling and blur but you know i could list a thousand things that I've, had. I've just gone no i'm i am gonna work kind of eight till five and that's what i've done got to yeah. five o'clock and i've gone i'm done for the day yeah do you know I'm what and why why not bring that forward till september you know you've proven you can do it and i think there is something in that when you own your own business you feel like you have to be on it on it full throttle and um as part of my membership i also do like a vip call so people can upgrade and they, they pay like 65 pounds a month and they get a group coaching call and that's what we were talking about on that call which is um you know you know don't work harder work smarter you know how can you repurpose your content like for example your podcast you can send them to rev.com you can make them into blogs and then you can make so and then you use social media to amplify them so it's lots of things that you know um you can do with the content you create um and not to feel like you're on this content treadmill because so many people that i meet are like well i've got to be in all the places all the time and i just feel like i'm constantly worried or thinking either they're really scared to show up and be visible or they feel like they're showing up in too many, they, they just overwhelmed with the amount of places they think they need to be. Whereas I'm like, whoa, take a step back. Where are the people that you were trying to reach? They could be on LinkedIn. So you, you focus solely there, or they might be on Instagram. You don't necessarily have to do both platforms, you know, choose two, one or two and do them really well. And you know repurpose your content so it works harder for you and that's where i'm a massive fan of creating blogs podcasts or videos because then um you know you can pull people back to your website because essentially that's what you want people to do you want them to check out what your products or services are um you know and you can't be reliant solely on social media to sell you know sell your services or products because it can change tomorrow i mean i remember when facebook just went down for the day yeah and it's yeah. possible and also they can LinkedIn change. did actually for the first time ever 
last end of last year oh uh, yeah there you go mm -hmm. same thing so you know you can't just be reliant on those channels you know that's why creating great content and have and hosting it on your website you own your website no algorithm is yeah. going to change you can use um, organic SEO to get people to you. So if you're creating great content, great blogs, and using the right keywords, people can find you through Google search. Um, you know, and again, you use your social media to point people back to those great bits of content. So, uh, you know, for me, that's why I'm such a big fan um, of content marketing. I mean, I've built two businesses with it. You know, essentially the magazine, we had... The magazine but we use social media and competitions to grow our email list um and this is the good old days before gdpr um yeah and, yeah. and you know and it was using the combination of online the print magazine the social media channels to amplify it, and the competitions to grow the email list so you know you're hitting people in all the different areas and that's what i encourage my one-to-one -one clients and my you know people that do my programs and courses and membership to do the same is that you know, if you create a really good bit of content that people download, you know, you're growing them on your email list um, and you can contact them that way as well. So, oh, I need to, I need to update my website. I'm so rubbish. Okay. It's on the list tomorrow, Claire. Thank Go you on. for the Go. kick up the arse. <laughs> Go on. I am. I've had someone working on it for, oh God, I don't even want to look. I bet you it's a year. And I just, every single time I'm like, oh. It's just not me at all. I just need someone else to just get, do it all. But they, and that's what I did. I paid someone to do it, but they asked me all the questions. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't care what color it is. Somebody else cares. Ask, ask my audience. Maybe I should do that actually. Well, no, you should. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that, those sort of posts go so brilliantly. If people mm. show like a book cover or their, or their logo or branding going, which everyone's got an opinion yeah and it's, it's they're like not, assholes. Yeah. Everyone's got yeah exactly that's one of my favorite quotes <laughs> oh the best one i heard today was who put 50p in the egypt i'm gonna use that forever <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah ask your audience what they want to see what colors they think you you know you you you've got a strong personality and you've you know you need to show it you need to show your um personality through your content and your website I, i'd say yeah, my, my tired, I think I'm funny, their personality. <laughs> my kids, will, when I go downstairs, I'll go, shut up, mum. <laughs> Have you told them, I'll tell you what, we'll totally throw them. Tell them you're going to start a TikTok channel. I've already got one. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. my God. Oh, my God, it absolutely killed them. And they were, like, furious. So what I did was I said, well, not a problem. What we'll do is, by the end of the week, whoever's got the most followers, then, you know, they win. That's, that's fine. So by the end of the week, like one daughter had like nine followers and the other daughter had like 25 followers. And I was like, one and a half thousand by now, people. And they were like, ah, really serious. I love you. Brilliant. I, I, I haven't ventured down the TikTok route because I don't think that's where I'm going to find my clients. But good for you. Well, I, I don't do any of the dancing or anything like that. But I, I you know, it, I've got to say it is a rabbit hole that is scarily addictive. So, yeah, I mean, be careful like when you venture into it. Incredible over lockdown. There's been some brilliant kind of... Yes. It's been some brilliant stuff, hasn't there? Yeah. Mm. The kids show me, but I, yeah, I haven't gone down that route. But I know lots of entrepreneurs that have. And if you mm. think you're going to find, you know, if, it, if it's mums that you're trying to attract, I think it's probably a really good place to go. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see.
I just have fun on it. But it's the same for me with the podcast and, you know, yeah. all of the Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and everything like that. I it's literally do just be me and, you know, and if people want to want my help, then, you know, I'm a surveyor. And they're usually, no offense to all other space, but they're usually <laughs> quite bland and dry and, you know, and men usually. So, yeah. you know, if somebody's looking for a surveyor that they can say, oh my God, I've really fucked up, then it's me that they're looking for. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they want to speak to someone when they go, you know, um, what's the yield of this? And then they're, they're going to sit there and go, you know, actually I'll go and speak to Jeffrey in the brown suit. So, you know. Yeah courses for courses same with you exactly. I guess you know if you're yeah. looking for somebody who does you know content um social media content or, or, or you know creative yeah. writing content yeah. then you know they could go with you know Susan who is essentially a, no offense to VAs I don't mean this in a derogatory term at all but like is a, a VA who does it all for you and you know she'll just do it or you who says right these are the things that people are looking for and has that kind of you know yeah. knowledge behind it yeah. Horses for so, horses. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, the, the big thing, and when I, and uh, you know, there are some people that will come to me and say, "I want someone else to do it," and I'm like, "I used to do done for you content. I don't anymore. I work with VIP clients. We map out their content. I might help them with repurposing, but I am a massive believer that they should their the content should be in their voice. It should I be agree. Their, their stories." um their humor if they if they like being funny um whatever it is about them that's unique and you can tell yes. when someone has reached a point where they've gone you know what i want someone else to do this but you can tell when they've changed yeah 100%. i can tell for 100 percent. but yeah. um so for me well, if you met someone like me and then all of their social media posts were really like dry you'd go hmm yeah that's not You'd what expect I was expecting. It, humor and a yeah, a few swears, you know, a few pennies in the swear jar. <laughs> <laughs> my God, we could live in Barbados with my swear jar. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, you know, for me, it's like, you know, write your content, get someone else to schedule it, get someone to upload it or upload your podcast or all of that. But you be the words, whether you dictate it into. Addict, you know into notes and send it off to someone and say you know make it pretty upload graphics whatever but you know the words should be yours for me you know words are the building blocks of your business whether you do a podcast um vlog you know tiktok whatever it is you're still using captions you're still using words it's still it's still your story the, the, the stories you want to tell about your business and how you help people and for you you're saying you know uh you know i'm different um, you know work with me if you want a different you know a fun interesting surveyor <laughs> <laughs> if you want someone that you can actually speak to in you know normal language rather than exactly exactly yeah. brilliant yeah, so yeah completely. so um I love yeah I love doing it I love helping people and it's so nice when you see people suddenly go I've got it and you see them flying on social media and then people interacting with them and going, Oh God, it's so great to hear your story and how you help people. And, you know, I do think that. storytelling is really vital because people need to, I know this, I hate this saying, but it's true. No, like, and trust. They do. Yeah, need to. They do. And, and I think sometimes people also forget that um, they think they should just be broadcasting, but I think there's a massive chunk where you should just be interacting and commenting and, engaging with you know potential ideal customers or influencers in your field um you know 
connecting and networking because it is it's you know social media social you're meant to be having you're, you're meant to be creating posts that are going to create conversations so if you're just yeah. going hello this is me and this is what i do you're not going to get very far i wouldn't you know you've got to engage people in different ways um to to get them you know because you know sometimes people have gone well i asked a question and no one answered it but it's like because you've asked them if they're really stressed of course they're bloody stressed <laughs> most people are but you know ask them in a different way yeah. <laughs> and the fact that actually you're not always going to get an answer sometimes no. people do just go yes i am and don't reply but mm. they've read it and they've remembered it was from you or they might not yes, remember it was but from and you and but that's the other thing it. yeah people can be watching and listening to you for years before they yeah doing this podcast has really taught me that because um like i'll be in ridiculous I'm, i was about to say the gym but it would have been the gym before all of this i'd be in the gym and like with my headphones in and everything i hadn't turned my music on or anything i'd hear people behind me going that's that girl that does that podcast and it's like i've never seen you before in my life definitely don't you know comment on any of my posts or anything but you know obviously they're seeing it so yeah, yeah you know i don't think you should hang your hat on every like i've never been that type of person anyway no, don't worry no, about vanity metrics isn't it yeah but it's it is good to look at your analytics and see what you know what's working and what isn't so you can see the reach and the you know because you need something to measure what you're doing by i mean you know don't get hung up on the numbers but you need to see that you're making progress and and you know all that kind of thing it is important to see what's working and and reuse it repurpose it um, I was talking about this um, uh, in another uh, live I was doing and I was saying, you know, make sure you've got all your content in one place because, again, that stops that people, people feel overwhelmed and a bit panicky around it. Like if you've got all your social posts in a Word document, document in a Google Drive or a Dropbox, um, you know, or you use Excel or Trello or Asana, whatever it is, you know, but keep it all in one place, have all your photos, have all your blogs and all the social posts that you, you know, you might write them for the month or a week, and then you can repurpose them. You can look at what you did last summer and go, well, what worked well, I'm going to reuse that. And that's yeah. going to save you loads of time. Yeah. I find copying a post, starting again and fiddling with it because it's not, there's not, it's not a blank page. Yeah. I've got words there already. So I can just, Tweak alter it. it yeah tweak it and then you know send it out again and then it you know i think it's the fear of the blank page is it's quite scary for people the fear of showing up fear of blank page fear of, you know there's, yeah. there's too much too much going on and i think when it's not a blank page and i've got some words on there that i just fiddle with yeah. it it's far more comfortable position for me mm. so tell us again where people can find you so my website's called is clairewinter.info um, I've got a Facebook group. Um, I think it's got about over 1300 people in it. It's called cracking content. So that's a really good place to start if you want to get free trainings about content or PR or pitching to the press. Um, uh, come and find me there on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter and I'm Claire Winter UK. Twitter's not what I do. See Twitter. Yeah. Twitter um, is a, another rabbit hole you can go down. There's lots of arguments on there, but it's a really good way to... 
Um, it's a re really good way to engage with journalists who are looking for people to... Yeah, it's see. very journal-driven, isn't it? Yeah, so the hashtag journal request, so you can look for um, press opportunities. So that's being reactive to the press. So, you know, there was the mini budget yesterday. They were looking for loads of small business owners to comment on whether they thought the, the new um, announcement was going to help small business owners or not. So you, obviously you need to have an opinion, but it's also a good place to reach influencers, good place to find podcasts to be in, um, and also, you know, to harangue politicians. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people how much you hate them, even though you've never met them. Or <laughs> well, at least call them to account. You can call them to account with a pretty well, no. tweet. <laughs> Oh, I've got, yeah, I've got opinions on all people like that. So I, I'll firmly leave that way out of my business. <laughs> so what's your plan for the future? Um, I want to grow my membership. Um, I want to launch a signature programme in the autumn. So watch this space. Um, and that would be for VIP clients for one-to-one -one only. Um, and yeah, and just carry on what I'm doing. I love what I do. Um, yeah, I love teaching people, you know, to create content that they love doing, like that, that make it fun, make, you know, let them be visible and share their talents with the world. Cause that's what we all want to do, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's just, for me, it's always important to tell people to just be themselves because, you know, even if you think you're doing exactly the same thing as someone else, you're not because it's done by you and, and every single person will do it completely differently. But yeah, exactly. Yes, and, I, and definitely. yeah, we're all unique and, you know a lot of us are like marmite either love it love us or loathe us and that's fine you don't want to work with everyone they can no. scroll <laughs> i'm incredibly lucky i've never given a fuck what anyone thinks about me so <laughs> i always think that actually my job's more to repel the people who couldn't work with me because i've yeah. got such a big personality you can tell straight away whether or not you can deal with that and you know if you can't that's cool i'm just not for you go and you know, speak to Bob down the street, but if you, yeah, if yeah. you think that actually this is going to be, you know, entertaining, let's go along for the ride, then hello, I'm here for you. Yes, excellent. Yeah, so that's, so yeah. That, what tips, what tips would you give people to kind of improve their content? Well, I think you came up with number one, which is be yourself. Everyone else is taking, you know, yeah. don't try and be something you're not. Um, don't be afraid to share your story. We're inherently nosy individuals um people really do like to hear um uh, you know about you and you know your why why you do what you do and the people that you help you know tell stories about that you know i was working with so and so she had this problem and we came up with this great solution you know those sort of stories are great to hear and it's great to hear about people's success it's also great to hear about failures i love people when they talk about you know when i first set up my business or you know I had a conquer business when I was five and you know, and this is what I learned from that or whatever, you know, those kind of stories are great as well. So, you know, lead with storytelling. Don't be afraid to, um, like you say, repel the people that you don't want to work with. Um, you're not for everyone. That's fine. Um, but, you know, do content and, and hang out on channels that you like. Don't be somewhere because you should be there. Choose the places that you like hanging out on. And it will be so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you do spend an awful lot of time doing this kind of marketing, social media marketing. So you yeah. do need to kind of feel comfortable where you are and, and want to do it, really. Yeah, I think so. I think, and you can tell when people are a bit burnt out with social media, can't you? You're like, oh, 
I'll do another post. And again, you know, decide on the frequency that you can show up in a good way. You know, it, I mean, I, I encourage people to do it daily. You need to be top of mind when you, you've got a lot of competition. But, you know, in lockdown, a lot of people have had to make decisions. Again, they might have cut a channel or shown up less or shown up at different times of day because, you know, because they're, they're homeschooling and that's fine too. You know, you can be flexible, but I do think if you, if you say you're going to do a weekly podcast or you say you're going to send out a newsletter on a Friday, send it out. You know, people start to expect it. Obviously, if something happens, you know, always, you know, I'm not saying it's, you know, you have to, have to, but, you know, if you say you're going to show up for people, say you're going to do a Facebook Live at midday, go and do that live, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think the podcast is the only thing that survived throughout <laughs> lockdown, but I've kind of this week got back into the swing, trying to get some sort of rhythm, you know, schedule in my life going on. I didn't realise how much I needed a schedule in my life, but apparently I really do. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us do and, and and it's um yeah and it's just changed so much you know I'm not used to sharing my space with three teenagers and a husband like hello <laughs> no I've always Let out my from, space <laughs> exactly I've always worked from home I've never kind of struggled with the motivation to keep going and stuff like that but now there is you know three three plus a dog other people in my space yeah. it's just so different so different I've been going out for very very long walks about four o'clock so my working day quite often start at seven but I'm out that door at four going for very long walks with a podcast or just enjoying the silence sometimes mummy loves you but do not talk to me until at least gin (laughs) o'clock yeah exactly (laughs) oh well that's brilliant well thank you so much for being on the podcast and I end all the podcasts with the eight mile moment so I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and I love the movie The Eight Mile. And he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him so nobody else can say bad things to him. So he says he's skinny, he's white, lives in a trailer. Yeah. So Claire, what are the worst things about you? Um, I talk too much. Yeah. Um, I'm quite opinionated. And um, what else? And I'm pretty messy. Oh yeah it's funny because all of <laughs> all of the bad things that people say on this largely i'm like yeah that's me <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> basically i'm um, just a bad person no 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 i'm amazing no. <laughs> <laughs> well cheers thank you well, so Claire, much for thank, having me i know thank you so much for being on the podcast and as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Claire. Bye. Bye.